Alright. Happy Friday, everybody. Um, been kind of on the, uh, like a weird, been feeling weird lately. Um, I'm sorry if this sounds weird, too. I'm doing this on my phone. Um, so, please forgive the quality. <coughs> but, yeah, I've, I haven't been feeling that amazing lately. And, um, and what I mean by that is I've had trouble, like, functioning, you know, normally you know, this past week, and actually this past couple weeks, and it's uh, impeded some of my um, episodes, so I want to, you know, reach out to everybody that is um, listening, and everybody that's a supporter, I do thank you, Um, the reason why my uh, few episodes during the past few weeks were a bit late is because I haven't been able to sleep, um, so, but, you know, that brings me to the lesson that I'm about to give you. There's a lot of lessons you can learn from the Bible. There's almost enough lessons in the Bible to go with any situation of your time in life, you just got to look for the answer. You got to try to, like, memorize the book so when you memorize the verses and everything, you can actually just go right back to it and you'll know where God's guiding you. So, before I, like, really get into this, um, I want to give you guys, like, a... a a little background. Uh, I have a friend that lives in Morocco. And in Morocco, they have a vaccine mandate pass where basically you need to have a vaccine pass, I guess, to enter shops, enter pharmacies, and enter hospitals. If you do not have that pass, apparently you cannot enter any of those places. So they're putting your life in jeopardy. Now, Morocco has freedom of movement, where it makes it so you don't have to correlate with the existing um, stuff. You can protest and everything, and there has been protests over it. I just want to see if everybody would, you know, give a quick prayer to Morocco and any of the other countries or nations suffering this vaccine pass or... It's um, them trying to get up to 80 to 90% of the population vaccinated. But my friend is diabetic and they need insulin. So I'm trying to work with um, my friend and I'm trying, and I reached out to the embassy to see if there's anything that they can do. Now, that said, I want you guys to take a a clear look at everything that we have right now, especially for the Americans, that we don't have a vaccine mandate to the extent of Morocco. 
we don't have we have more freedom to do what we want to do and there's many people against the vaccine and there's many people that are for the vaccine whichever you are I don't care I don't judge you know um but it brings me to understand that something was literally between it's kind of like the government in America there's two entities two different opposing factions that are trying to enact a rule on individual people so when I was thinking about this I thought about the book of Job now Job is one of the most powerful and influential books I think that they have in the Bible it's such a beautifully articulate book that you learn about Job and his suffering and throughout that suffering you learn that God has a purpose for everything that's in place because of the book of Job I was very like moved to kind of understand what's been going on in the um with my friend in Morocco and it's it's astounding that people you know take for granted a lot of things and they have to understand that we live for God you know as Christians um, you know as people you know of faith we, we, we live for God we live for what he's given us we live for what he's done the way the world is I personally do not agree with how we're living right now I mean I'm saying this while I'm talking on a phone um, to broadcast a sermon to go through worldwide now that alone is me contradicting this speech because I'm saying that all the stuff that we have today we shouldn't have but I'm saying that in the manner because if the times changed where we didn't have this stuff, we would need more people to be spreading the word. We have a lot of people in faith, a lot of people that go on Twitter, a lot of people that go on Facebook and stuff, and they, they're either arguing with each other or they're going back and forth about different beliefs or different, you know, interpretations of the Bible. I um, picked up recently a, uh, a three-volume set of the Bible. It's um, three volumes. It's uh, basically like a comic book, and it's very, very beautifully drawn and stuff. I'm very big into art, and I love, I love to draw, and I love comic art, and I love... Um, 
I like Leonardo da Vinci is one of my favorites. Um, da Vinci, Michelangelo, a lot of those um, Renaissance artists. I, I love their work. Now, when you look through the book and you actually see like actual images of what Job is going through, it's like you're actually like picturing, you know, what they're describing in the Bible. And it's horrific what he's going through, you know. But we see that in, in the Bible, um, it explains how Satan goes to, you know, is coming back and forth, you know, through heaven and uh, earth and with his little group of rebels that he has. And he says to God, you know, he's like, Job will, Job will curse you. He do, he will not want anything to do with you if you um, take away all his stuff. And then if you take away his health. And Job never cursed God, but he wanted to die. He was so depressed and he was so upset because he was such a faithful person. God had to remind him that Job didn't know what God knows. He didn't understand what God has done. You know, he didn't shape the world, you know, and he didn't separate the light from the darkness. He didn't, you know, go through the depths of the ocean. He didn't set the stars um, he didn't make it so animals will have parental instincts and, you know, care for their cubs. And he didn't make the giant behemoths and he didn't make, you know, horses or birds. Um, A lot of times people don't understand what is going on in the world. They are quick to look at the suffering that they're going through and they pity themselves. And this is basically in the book where Job was, is he wanted sympathy. He, w he was upset. But Job didn't believe he did anything wrong, and he didn't. And these three people, his three friends that were supposed to be wise beyond their years, said that he sinned, and there was no other explanation for it. And because they were doing that, they already enacted a judgment upon God. God punished Job because he sinned. But Job was like, I didn't sin. And you, I, I have no idea why. He was looking at himself, Job. He was looking and focusing on all his problems. And then he said, he was like, he needed to look outward instead of inward. He needed to see everything around him to understand God's purpose.
the biggest obstacle in today's society is we're very selfish about what we have or what we are and who we are. We want to keep looking inward. We want to keep everything coming to us, you know? We look at money and we're like, we need more money. We need to, you know, get a better car. We need a new phone. We need this. We need that, you know? And every time we get something, it seems like you know, you need to put, like, an insurance on it to make sure it doesn't break. And if it breaks, we can get it fixed. And then, you know, I mean, so I, I kind of wish uh, car insurance covered uh, mechanics and stuff, you know, in case something broke. You could just bring it to the uh, mechanic, and then they'll just pay for the part and everything. Get it, you know, I mean, you're paying enough money to do it, so... biggest thing I'm trying to get at and the biggest thing we need to understand is who God is and we need to try to come to him and understand him if we do not understand God then we will not understand his you know messages and we need to understand to understand God we need to know his word and to know his word we need to read the Bible so if we read the Bible we can understand his word. And if we can understand God's words, then we can understand God himself. And if we can understand God, then anything that we project on ourselves, we can push outward. You know, uh, Philippians was a big one that says, cast your anxieties, you know, upon me. Um... There's a lot of things where God was saying, you know, push all your, you know, emotions. Like, there's a different verses where it will say, um, cast, you know, your anxieties, cast your anger out, you know. And a lot of people do, do not understand what God is saying. He's saying... I'm going to take it for you. He's saying, that's what I'm here for. But we're, we're focused on counselors and therapists and psychiatrists and psychologists. And I'll be honest, you know, um, through the past, you know, few weeks, I've been so depressed and un, un, unmotivated. Um lacking in almost every aspect of my nature and I still find the will to keep making a podcast for and this podcast that I do it's not something I'm getting paid for you know it's I mean I became a, a minister, an ordained, so I could teach people about God, you know, and try to shape God into people's lives. 
but it, becoming a minister has actually taught me, or God actually shaped himself into my life better than I could shape it into other people's. Um, you know, I've counseled many people, and I've looked at so many, so, so many different things that Sorry, I'm kind of like brain dead at the moment. Um, when I became ordained and God fit himself into my life, more so than I was trying to fit God in other people's lives, it gave me a sense of well-being. It gave me more of a purpose in life. I have to say it was more like a calling than anything because it was something that I wasn't comfortable doing but I'm comfortable being and I don't take it lightly um, having a title of the min uh, having a title as a minister you know it's something that I truly want to be good at Obviously, this podcast is a reflection of how bad I can be, <laughs> but, so I'm sorry about this one, but this podcast gets to show you that people that are in God, pastors, you know, preachers, ministers, all people that are speaking, you know, for God or trying to share the word of God to other people they're not perfect you know we're not amazing people you know we're some, we're all deeply flawed you know we all have our insecurities our anxieties our depressions our anger um We just gotta try to like fix it better. And that's kinda where we're at, you know? We're working to try to make the world see God in a better light. And there's many people that are not ordained that are still trying to do that, you know? One of my favorite lines is in Psalms 40. And it says, Many, O Lord, my God, are your wonderful works, which you have done, and your thoughts toward us cannot be recounted to you in order. If I would declare and speak of them, they would, they are more than can be numbered. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire. My, my ears you have opened, burnt offering and sin offering you did not require. Then I said, Behold, I come in the scroll of the book. It is written of me. 
I delight to do your will, O oh my God, and your law is within my heart. I have proclaimed the good news of righteousness in the great assembly. Indeed, I do not restrain my lips, O oh Lord, you yourself know. I have not hidden your righteousness within my heart. I have declared your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth from the great assembly. Do not withhold your tender mercies from me, O Lord. Let your loving kindness and your truth con continually preserve me. For innumerable evils have surrounded me. My iniquities have overtaken me so that I am not able to look up. They are more than the hairs on my head, therefore my heart fails me. Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. Let them be ashamed and brought to mutual confusion. Those who seek to destroy my life, let them be driven backward and brought to dishonor who wish me evil. Let them be confounded because of their shame. There's more to this verse, but in Psalms 40, it's the faith preserving and trial. Um, it's a Psalm of David to the chief musician. And that is one of my favorite prayers or my favorite psalms because when you read it and you listen to how David is literally saying that, you know, you told me the good news. I shared it with everybody. I shared the salvation. I shared everything, you know, I needed to do. But I am not a perfect person. There are more sins that I have committed more than there's hairs on my head. And I don't know about you guys, but I got a full head of hair, you know? I probably got more hair on me. Yeah, you know? I can't even count all my hairs. So, when you're thinking about it, you think of David. You think of him going to the Lord and literally just throwing himself out there saying, I am a man of many many atrocities I have, I'm not perfect but I have your law written on my heart and that is one of the biggest things that Yeshua or Jesus taught I have not come to for, uh, um, I've not come to destroy the law I came to fulfill it is what he said and the law needs to be written on your heart it means you need to honor God's commandments, his laws that he put in place for you to basically follow. And what does that mean? It means we need to follow what God is doing, you know? The things that God put into place and set in motion are things that are continuously going forward and things that we need to continuously do. So the law that's written on his heart, even though he committed many sins, he's saying, I'm sorry, 
you know, I am sorry for the, the evils. Please hasten or fasten your, you know, your salvation on me and your forgiveness. And please have mercy to me because I do not deserve to be in heaven. And that is one of the key features that everybody needs to understand is we do not belong in heaven. We do not go there just because we, you know, believe we're meant to go there. We need to act appropriately to go there, you know? We can't just say, I'm saved by grace, um, so now I can go sin as much as I want. You gotta change who you are. Job, for example, he, in the book, he never changed who he was. He, but he got very depressed. He lost his family. He lost his fortune. He lost everything. He had nothing left. But he never cursed God. He cursed his own life. Because he knew that, you know, he had so much, and then he lost it all. But he cursed himself because he was understanding that whatever God is punishing him for, whatever God is doing, you know, he doesn't understand. And a lot of times we will never understand, you know, certain verses in the Bible, certain things that are in there. We have to do our best to understand it. You know, it's... We need to stop being so arrogant and, you know, malicious toward each other. If we look and actually see who we are as people, we're not perfect. We're sinners. We're basically the scum of the earth. We're worms compared to God. We're insects compared to Him. And when we look, we're just begging Him for one ounce of salvation because we know that we're not worthy. That's the main thing that I'm trying to get across is that as bad as I felt and as bad as depressed and unmotivated as I could as I was, I could see the book of Job and I could read all the the horrors that he's been through, which doesn't even light a candle to how much I've like my problems don't match a, uh, can't light a candle next to Job's is what I'm trying to say and because of that and I'm looking at Job's everything he lost and everything that he wishes that didn't happen you know and he's cursing his life then I look at myself inward and I'm reflecting everything that's happening to Job on me I'm like I curse my life at times. I, you know, wish that God take me sooner than I, you know, I'm alive. And then I start to realize God put me on here for a purpose, just like He put everybody else here. He had a string in mind for purposes of 
everybody's, you know, will. He gave us different traits to build on. And when we found the traits that best aligned with us to be who we are, we go out and we enter a world where we're forced to conform to it. You know, we have... The way that the world is right now, it's subjected to a lot of sins that we do not wish to follow. Yes, it's not what we want, but it's what we live in. So, as it states in the Bible, the law of the land, uh, live by the law of the land, we live in the law of the land, but we don't conform to it. We don't change who we are. We stay who we are. We just live within the rights. We just don't go by what they feel is right. So, as I explain to you guys how nobody is perfect, how everybody can suffer, how everybody gets all these depressions and anxieties and horrors that happen in their life. What does that exactly mean for all of us? Does that mean that we need to end our life sooner? Does that mean that, you know, we should go do whatever we want? Does that mean we should find a way to be happy? The answer is, if you look toward God, you can find everything that you need. You don't need to conform to any lifestyle. You can throw your phone in the trash, um, everything. You could basically just take the Bible and walk down the road and you have, you'll have everything you need right there. I mean, sure, you need shelter and stuff, but... There's many people that were homeless that were, you know, spreading the word. Always have faith that God will take care of you. Because God will always be there. The biggest issue with the world right now is that We look, we look and humble ourselves to things that we shouldn't humble, you know, be humble to, you know, whether it's electronic devices, whether it's politicians or celebrities, whether it's nations or, you know, cartoon characters, whatever, you know, we look at these things and we see them as bigger than God and we shouldn't. The biggest thing that's in this world is the Word of God. And when you have the Word of God, you have everything you need. So, that is my uh, going to be the podcast for tonight. Um, I'll try to get it released on time on Saturday. 
and I hope you all have a great weekend. Thank you, and God bless you. If you are um, listening and you want to get um, saved, there's the salvation prayer. Um, in the show notes, um, it's called the sinner's prayer. Um, they also have the, uh, I'd recommend getting baptized too after you recite that. Um, I also have a Twitter account at Minister Martyr and a website. You can check out, um, the website also has blogs where I, um, will routinely, uh, post different things. Um, sometimes correlating to the Bible other, uh, and also reflecting what's happening in the world to the Bible in retrospect. So you can see, um, compared and contrast versions of it. And, um, other than that, I hope you guys have a blessed day.